Well, I'm going to preach today what the Lord's been dealing with me about for a week or so. And see if you can only imagine having fire shut up in your bones and having visiting preachers for two weeks, almost a week and a half. Amen. How I feel. I'm ready to put this over on somebody else. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So good to have Josh here. God bless you. Amen. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse. I'm going to read one verse, three words. Amen. The motto of my life, the the banner of my life, the goal of my life. Amen. Everybody say pray, pray. without ceasing. Say it again. Pray without ceasing. I want to preach for just a little while. Prayer is the active ingredient. The active ingredient. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, I need some prayer warriors to help me right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, help me right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we love you, God. You've been good to us. God, you blessed us every way that we have turned. God, you have strengthened your people. You have helped your people. Come on. Come on, lift your hands to God. Why don't you ask him to mold you today and shape you today? Hallelujah, God. We got to have you. We need you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. Everybody shout, the devil's a liar. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I'm going to begin preaching a series of prayer, the active ingredient, and this series could last one service, it could last 10 years, I guess, depending on whether you get it or not, amen, praise God, hallelujah, I want to preach about prayer today, and I've been praying, seeking God's face, and the Lord has been dealing with me about the importance of uh, not only my personal prayer, but that you would have a prayer life. Amen. All chemical compounds such as medicines, herbicides, pesticides, cleaning agents, all these things will have something in them that is called the active ingredient. Can you say active ingredient? An active ingredient is what does the work. Amen. The active ingredient is what makes it happen. But also in every compound are things that are called inactive or inert ingredients. And these things are used as buffers and fillers and stabilizers and preservatives and flavors and colors and coating agents. And these inactive ingredients are no doubt very important. Amen. But I want to preach to you that they are useless without 
the active ingredient. Let me just preach to this church today. Amen. There's things that a church has to have. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for good music. and Thank God for singers. and Thank God for air conditioners and ushers and everything that it takes to make a church work. But we could have the best of everything. Praise God. I said we could have the best of everything. But if we don't have the active ingredient. I said if we don't have the active ingredient. Everything else is for naught. Amen. I'm going to preach to the church today. We have got to be a praying church. I don't care if you reach a plateau. You need to just keep on praying. If you feel like you've arrived, just keep on praying. If you pray till the bills are paid, don't quit praying. Just keep on praying. Because that same ingredient that pulled you up out of the miry clay is the same ingredient that's going to carry you to glory. Come on, help me preach right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Companies make products which contain different percentages of active ingredient. Praise God. Amen. Everybody say there's differences. If you were going to kill some weeds and grass, you would need a Roundup type product. And it has an active ingredient that's called glyphosate salt. Amen. I've got three Roundups right here on my pulpit with me today. And if you just look at them, the different Things you you probably wouldn't know which one was more powerful than the other. Or maybe they're all the same. But I'm going to tell you they're not the same. I'm telling you they ain't even close to being the same. Amen. This roundup right here is 2% active ingredient. Glyphosate salt. Which means it's mostly just water. Praise God. Which means you could spray this stuff all day long, Brother Young. And it ain't hardly going to do nothing. Because it ain't got much active ingredient in it. Praise God. Now, then you could go to this right here. And it's got 18% active ingredient. This right here is so powerful, you got to dilute it. To keep from sterilizing the ground. What's the difference? They got the same thing in them. Yeah, they got the same ingredient in them. But this has almost 10 times what this has. You start spraying this. Well, we're all serving the same guy. We all got the same Holy Ghost. Yeah, but some people got a lot more than others. 
I'm going to preach to the church today. It makes a difference what's inside of you. And if the righteous are going to scarcely make it to heaven, you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, help me right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Then you can move over to this jug right here that looks the plainest. It ain't got a pretty label on it. It ain't got my favorite color on it. And let me tell you what the label says. The label says this is 41%. Which means you can't judge a book by the cover. I don't care if you got a $1,500 suit on or you walked in with blue jeans on. I want to know what's on the inside. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, if you began to use these three different products, you're going to notice a big difference. Praise God. This one just waters the weeds. Well, hallelujah. Amen. This will kill a bunch of them. But this right here, honey, makes weeds nervous. When they see you walk out of the garage with this, they go ahead and start laying down. I wonder what the devil does when you walk through the door. I wonder what the devil does when you walk through the door. Does he lick it up or does he run for his life? Oh, I'm going to preach to you. We live in a world where everybody says, I'm spirit-filled. Everybody you talk to, they smoking cigarettes and snorting lines. And they're full of the spirit. That's what they say. Well, you may have something, but you're a two percenter, obviously. When I get sick, you ain't the one I'm going to call. When I need God to move, you ain't the one I'm going to text. The one I'm going to get a hold of is the one that's been underneath the altar. And they've been saying, God, fill me up. Let my cup run. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, it's the ingredient that will either make it work or the lack thereof that will make it fail. Praise God. It's the amount of ingredient that's either going to make it work or going to make it fail. And I'm not interested in failure. I'm not interested in going through all the motions and ending up in a red hot hell.
hell. I'm not interested in being lost, in being broke, in being divorced, in my children being lost. What are you preaching about? If you get full. Bible talks about according to what is in you. Miracles according to what is in you. Oh, I feel like preaching this church. It's time to go from being two percenters to being holy rollers. I, come on, church. A little dab here and a little sip there and a little touch on a Sunday here. It ain't going to work, honey. You're going to have to get it from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. You're going to have to sell out. Well, I'll do this, but I... You know, I'm kind of hooked on Hollywood. Yeah, you're a two percenter. I said you're a two percenter. Well, I, I would do that, but I can't quit nicotine. Yeah. Yeah, because you ain't ever got on this altar and lingered until the Holy Ghost let it run over. Well, I can't quit looking at stuff on the internet. It's because you're a two percenter. Huh? You get a little doodad and then you're done. I don't want to be doodad and done. I want all of it. Kamahashataya. Tell you who's going to be more than conquerors. It's going to be the ones that pray until something happens. Hallelujah. Amen. In order to do this, you're going to have to spend some time in prayer. Well, hallelujah. Boy, this is going over great, I can tell. Amen. If your prayer is limited to walking through the fellowship hall on Sunday morning, praying for that 42 steps till you get to the door, and that's your prayer life. Don't get offended at me. But you're a two percenter. I said you're a two percenter. Why does it make a difference? Because there's going to come a time in your life where you need to get rid of some things. There's going to be some things come against you. Uh, there's going to be some devils come against your family. Uh, and against your marriage, and against your finances, and against your mental health, and you better not be a two percenter when that day comes. Hallelujah. And prayer is the ingredient that makes it all begin to work. I'm telling you, great things don't just happen. I said great things don't just happen in people's lives. 
Whales don't dig themselves. Altars don't build themselves. Great families uh, are built by people who are altar builders. You want to do something for the next generation of the church? Build a family altar. Dig out a well for the family. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want bad situations to turn to good situations, get a prayer life. I said get a prayer life. Get a prayer life. Get a prayer life. Don't get online and complain about everything that's wrong in your world. It always seems amazing to me that the two percenters are always mad. It's the two percenters that are always offended. It's... It's the two percenters that always think nobody respects them. Praise God. Let me tell you how to get respect. Get a prayer life. Pray until you get a breakthrough. Pray until the Holy Ghost comes upon you and they see the power. You may not like this, but this is about as good as it's going to get today. If you want people to respect you, I was always told respect ain't something you just get. You don't inherit it. You earn it. You get on the job and you're the hardest worker. Most faithful worker. Praise God. Say, man, that's a good man right there. That's a good woman right there. Praise God. Praise God. It seems like, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Jesus, help me, God. Help me, Lord. The ones that's always got a word from God for you are the ones that ain't ever been talking to God. I. I tell you who I want speaking over me is somebody been underneath this altar. I don't care if they're this tall or this tall. They got black hair or white hair. Uh, I want to know what you've been doing today. What kind of music you've been listening to in your car uh, before you speak a word over me? Well, 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 well. Hallelujah, clap your hands. Man, when you become a person of prayer, it'll change what people think about you. Well, hallelujah. I said it'll change what people think about you. If they know you're going to be at that church travailing in the Holy Ghost. Well, hallelujah. Paul said... 
pray without ceasing. Which means never stop. Which means you need prayer if you're little bitty. If you're young, you need to be praying. If you're in K-5, you need to be praying. If you're 99, you need to be praying. And if you're anywhere in between, you need to be praying. What is Paul saying? It don't matter if you're young or old or in between. The active ingredient that's going to help you be blessed through every phase of your life is going to be a prayer life. Boy, the devil don't want me preaching this. Hallelujah. But we don't care what the devil don't like. Uh, We're going to preach about prayer. Man, these young people need to be praying. Praise God. Praise God. These young people need to be praying. They don't need to be staring off into space. I'm telling you the other day, I looked to see if there was a roach on the wall up here. (laughs) I thought, surely there's got to be something on the wall. Because everybody on the front row is staring at it. (laughs) Praise God. They don't need to be staring off into space. They need to have their mouth going like this. They don't need ear pods in their ear listening to Justin Bieber sing something garbage. They need to have their ears open where with God would speak to them. They get it. Well, praise God. Well, you know, you can't really make them. I just don't want them to feel like we're making them pray. You know, they need to make their own choices. Amen. And you make them brush their teeth. We're not. You're not going anywhere till you brush your teeth. Why would you be so mean and make somebody brush their teeth? Well, this is why, Pastor, because, you know, they, their dental health and, and, and hygiene and all these things, and there's a lot of things that go wrong, they just... Cost them a lot of money down there, so they need to brush. Okay, I agree, they need to. Praise God. And you make them go to school. I'm just not really into it today, Mom. Really? Let me take this belt off and see how into it you get. Why would you make somebody go to school? Because they need to learn about geography and history and they need to learn math and they need to learn how to sit down and be quiet sometimes. <laughs> they need to learn structure and they need to learn this and they need to learn how to obey and blah, blah. Okay, I get it. They need to go to school. All right. Make them then. And then you make them eat green beans. You're not getting a pancake. 
Well, that's, I can say that's cruel. You, no. You're going to eat every one of them. And then when they come to church. Well, I really want them to get it in their heart for themselves. Let me tell you something. When I was eight years old, I went to church one night. Praise God. I don't remember what they sang about. I don't remember what they preached about. All I know is that I wasn't allowed to run outside and play. And I ended up turned around praying beside my buddy, Stephen Hanna. And we got to pray and all of a sudden something came on me and I started crying. And started repenting of my sins. And before I knew it, I was in the water getting baptized in Jesus' name. My mama didn't say, now little Joel, do you want to go to church tonight or would you rather stay home and play on your bicycle? I want it to be your choice. I think I'm in a rut right now. I'm, I'm trying to, I got in four low and I'm trying to get out, but I can't. But mama made me go to church. She made me pray. And when I started praying, something got a hold of Well, I went to a meeting one night and my heart was not right. And guess what? Something. Boy, I, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want prayer to be the prevailing spirit in this church. I said, I want it to be the prevailing spirit in this church. Not what kind of belt you got on or what your last name is or where you got your suit from. I want prayer. 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 Come on, let's love Jesus right now. When eternity is on the line, you hear me? Eternity is on the line. If our young people don't get a hold of prayer, Praise God. You know, usually the people don't like me preaching like this. It's probably somebody that don't want nobody to tell them what to do anyway. They don't want. Bless God. I'm, if it was my, my children walking around. Well, bless God. I, I've got my last one raised, 18 now. Boy, I feel special. I feel like I deserve a award. Is there an award or anything? Praise God. Got them raised, sort of. I don't know if you ever get them raised. But I think about how important it is for young people to get a hold of it. Listen to me, parents. If they don't get a hold of it, 
it'll be hard for them to ever make heaven their home. And let me just go ahead and tell you the rest of the story. If they don't get a hold of it, guess who's going to have more influence over their siblings than you do? Big old eyeballs looking at me right now. Yeah. When the teenager gets away with it, it won't be long till the 10 year old's gone. And the five year old's gone. We don't have to pray when it's church time. We can just walk around. Praise God. Well, I, help me get out of this room. Amen. When I was young, and so when I was raising my kids, when they were bad and you said, if you don't stop, I'm going to take you outside. That didn't mean I'm going to take you outside so you can play. It meant I'm going to take you outside and I'm going to light you up. See, they learn if I can be bad, I can go outside and play. I don't know why I'm preaching this. Holy Ghost. So you teach them, well, if I you be bad... I get to go outside and play. I think I'll be bad. But my mama said, if you're bad, if this pinching didn't work, I got a switch. And if we go out there, you're going to wish to God. Well, hallelujah, I got to preach something good. I got where we'll shout or something. Praise God. Help me, Jesus. I think it was a week ago Wednesday my heart was so burdened. It was like prayer time. People were just looking around. God began to deal with me. If you don't ever get it in you. When the yard gets full of weeds, you won't be able to do it. You won't have any defense. I don't want to live my life like this. You know what this is? This is from crisis to crisis. This is how these people. That's how two percenters live their life. They think about God on Sunday morning. And then it's their life and their marriage and their fun and their this and their jobs. I'm telling you. It don't take long for things to start creeping in. And if this is all you got, well, help me, Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's why for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's prayer time. We're going to be praying. Well, hallelujah. When it's worship time, we're going to be worshiping. When it's preaching time, we're going to be listening. We're going to be amening. We're not going to be iPhoning and iPadding and I. Well, praise God. This page ain't working out. Let me turn the page. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Prayer is the active ingredient. It don't matter if you're raising your kids or you're dealing with the end of life problems. 
Prayer is what makes it all work. And I've watched people for many years and the people that got serious about prayer are the ones that their life just seemed to work out. Well, the ones that didn't pray, their life was the one that ended up in a mess. And then they had to pray and they had to get everybody else To help them pray. (laughs) Praise God. Y'all like uh, object lessons? This is what this is what two percenters do. They just sit over here and they live their life. Blah, blah, and they go to the lake, and then they go here, and then they go there, and they go there, and then they get in trouble, and then they go. Hey, hey, man, what's going on? Do you think we could get an appointment? Thank God forever. High octane <laughs> with a willing spirit to help. But I'm telling you, I would rather put the time in. I'd rather put the effort in to be this. Than to have my life like this. Where I'm always having to phone a friend. Hey, I was disobedient, so I need a little help now. I'm having a little trouble. Well, help me preach, God. This is good. Amen. I want to preach to you that prayer is the active ingredient in everything else in life. Is the inactive Praise God. To have a successful business, you need to study. You need to know your trade. You need to be the best there is. You got to work hard. Sometimes you got to get up early. Sometimes you got to stay up late. You got all these things that go into starting a business and maintaining a successful business. But you could do all that stuff. And still be a failure. Well. But you let somebody walk through the door. And say I am going to put all this before God every day of my life. Boy I feel like I'm. You let somebody that's got all the other ingredients, the hard work ethic and and returning the calls and doing what they need to do, staying late and showing up, and they got all the other ingredients. 
You let that person get a prayer life. You let that person come before work and get on this altar and put his business before God and say, Lord, order my footsteps today. And he prays until he gets a breakthrough every day. Let me tell you what will happen in that man's life. He'll be blessed. I just feel it in the Holy Ghost. You may think you've got it all together. But if you ain't got the active ingredient, it's going to fall on its face. You... You may think you got the world by the tail and you got it all figured out, but if you ain't got a prayer life, it'll unravel on you. You won't know what hit you. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody say it's prayer. I've seen people that wanted to get the Holy Ghost and they throw away get the sin out of their life and repent and start turning. And and those are all things that's got to happen. Praise God. Thank God for repentance. Amen. Get rid of all the garbage in your life, your old buddies, and repent. And you're wondering, why do I not have the Holy Ghost yet? I'll tell you why, because you got all the other ingredients except the active one. The active one is when you open your mouth and you begin to cry out to God with all your heart. And you don't care who's looking. And you don't care what they think. You've got one... You've got one purpose. I want to get the Holy Ghost. And you put that active ingredient of prayer into it. Don't let me offend you, but you can buy all the chocolates and the I love you cards. Hopefully not any jewelry. But you could buy, you could buy them nice cars and nice homes, thinking you're gonna keep your marriage together. You could say nice things. Well, oh, I feel like preaching. All the nice stuff in the world ain't gonna keep the devil from coming and tempting. Chocolate candy bar ain't more powerful than a seducing devil. A rose ain't more powerful than a seducing devil. But let me tell you what is more powerful. When a man gets on his face and begins to pray, God, put a hedge around my family. God, put a hedge around my marriage. Boy, I feel like preaching to this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got to hurry up. 
I've already said it, but thank God for musicians and singers and, and all the blessings. And praise God. God's been good to this church. He's given us so many things, and we got, man, we even got our own bookstore. Praise God. We're big time now. Praise God. Probably ain't got no books in it, but anyway. Yes, it do. Praise God. Amen. I don't ever want it to be where we got all the stuff. God forbid this church would ever become the church that's got all the stuff. But we ain't got the one ingredient that creates a move of God. I'm not praying, God, give us a perfect church. You know what I'm praying, God? Give us a praying church. We're not looking for a program church. We want a praying church. Because if we get a praying church, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. What happens when you start praying? And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear. Oh, we want to move a God. Let's start praying. At 5 o'clock tonight, everybody in this house needs to be crying out to God. Not talking about hurricane season, price of lumber, and where's Pronto at? Praise God. Hopefully he'll be there Monday, Pronto. If it quits raining, Pronto, in Jesus' name. Praise God. When everybody gets in one accord. You know what that means? In one thought process, one purpose, one reason we're here in this upper room. We're looking for one thing. I'll show you, man, the shoes. No, we don't care about the shoes. Man, you tie. Man, cool, look at that. We don't care. Got some new jail. Who cares? Praise God. See my new car? I ain't got a new car. We don't care. Proud for you. It ain't about new cars. See my new house? We don't care about your new house. I'm glad you got a new house. I want to know, do you got prayer in your life? I want to know, do you know how to touch God? Do you know how to shake the foundation with praise? I got to hurry up and get started. It's almost noon. Man, I've watched, it's amazing. I've watched multiple people face the exact same trial. Exact. 
One of them is a two percenter. Praise God. And it always knocks them out. I don't know about these. It's kind of just, it's better than two percent. Praise God. Then I've watched people that were prayer warriors. And it just seemed like the prayer warrior, it always just worked out. And the two percenter seemed like it always knocked them out. Well, praise God. If you were an island to yourself, I would say, be what you want to be. If you want to be lost, there's nothing I can do. But I've got a burden. Because nobody's an island. You've got a husband and a wife and a nephew and a son. And they're all connected. Preacher told me one time, every person is connected to 15 people. He said, if you can win one person, you'll have influence in 15 people's lives. And if one person backslides, well, it's God. I thought, I, I, I thought this was a positive message. I don't know if I'm spinning it. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to influence somebody, why don't you influence them to do more? To do better. To be more powerful. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm just going to rush through this. Praise God. Numbers, the 33rd chapter. I want to read the 55th verse. The Bible said, but if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. This is what the Bible said. If, there, if you don't get some things out of your life, if you don't get the evil out of your life, it will eventually get you. It'll eventually, well, praise God. He compared it to thorns and pricks and thistles. and You pour this on a thorn bush. Mm, that's good. Salty. Well, hallelujah. So, well, I would like to. I just can't get this stuff out of my life, Pastor. It just seems like it's just all around me. Yeah, I feel you. I know what you're going through. I understand. You're a two percenter. <laughs> if you'll come hang out with me for a little while. Well, I don't, I'm kind of jealous. I don't ever get to hang out with a pastor. Well, you, you can come hang out anytime you want. 
Praise God. Come hang out down here with me for a little while. Why don't you get on your face and start crying out to God? You're going to realize the Holy Ghost ain't just for a few. Speaking in tongues ain't just for a few. Living in dominion ain't just for a few. It's for whosoever will. Whoever wants to be a 41 percenter, you can have it. It's going to take some powerful ingredients to get all the things out of your life. Judges 1 and 19. The Lord was with Judah and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain but could not. Everybody say could not. He could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. That means because 2% wasn't good enough for them. 1 and 21 and the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. I'm telling you, there's some things you'll never get rid of until you get full. Judges 1 and 27, neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Bethshean and her towns, nor Tanakh and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, nor they couldn't do nothing. But didn't God say, I'm going before you? Did God not promise them? I'm taking you to a land that flows with milk and with honey. I'm going to give you houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant. You're going to drink out of wells you didn't dig. Did God not give them the promise? He did give them the promise, but he also told them, be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand nor to the left, that ye come not among these nations, these that remain, neither make mention of the names of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them. Then he goes on to say, and if you do, I'm going to do to you what I was going to do to them. You know what? They had every promise in the book. They had the promise of victory, of blessings, of finances, of a cluster of grapes that it take two men to carry. That was the promise that they had. And all they had to do was keep the commitment to God. Boy, that sounds easy, Pastor. Man, I can do that. Yeah. All you got to do is what Brother Mayo preached about. Just do it. 
just remember what you said when you were coming out of Egypt. God, if you will set me free. If you'll give me the Holy Ghost, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Start eating a few grapes. Eating a little honey. Boy, all right. Praise God. Drinking milk from cows. You didn't have to milk. Just, they probably left it in the refrigerator. Praise God. All they had to do was keep committing. All they had to do was walk out and look at that temple every day. All they had to do was put God first. And they could have had it all. They thought, you know what, I can have a little of this and a little of that. And be called Pentecost. See, I'm going to round them up, buddy. Yeah. You know, round up. You're a hypocrite. Two-timing. I don't want to be a two-timer. You hear me? I don't want to be a two-timer. When I pray, I want God to do it. Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, why don't some prayer warriors begin to cry out to God. Hallelujah. I wish somebody just get a made up mind right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, just begin to pray. We're going, they're going to sing, take me back. There's somebody you need to get a commitment like you had that day. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors, don't. Come on, just cry with all your heart. I made up my mind. Come on, I made my decision. Come on. Come on, remember the fervency you had the day you got the Holy Ghost? Remember the fervency? Come on, remember the desire you had before the devil drug you through the mud? Come on, you remember? Before God opened all the doors and blessed you? Remember how hungry you were? Remember how committed you were? Come on. Come on, why don't you pray until you begin to feel that sweet spirit. Fill me up, God. 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 Take me back. Take me back. Don't let it slip. Come on. Come on, I want to be a prayer warrior. I want to be moldable. God, give me that hunger. Give me that thirst, God. Come on, everybody, pray. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost breaks through you.
Come on, you want to be victorious in your life? Come on. Somebody get a breakthrough. Oh, we need each other. Oh, why don't you pray until God feels you full? Oh, I don't want to be just a shadow. I want to be full, God. I want the power. I want the anointing. 